T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, we're back. Golf Channel's analyst, uh, Brandon Chambly, uh, he's at Augusta National as part of the Golf Channel's uh, wall-to-wall coverage, and they do a great job, folks, covering it. You can talk. They, they'll talk it all night. They talk it in the morning. They talk it all. They do a great job. If you like this stuff and you want to hear them talk about it, they do a great job. And uh, there's a couple of guys worth listening to. One of them is Brandon Chambly because he's got a lot of interesting things to say, and it's not just rote nonsense. It's like he, he takes opinions. He has opinions, and he has a lot of interesting stuff, uh, and he joins us now. Brandon welcome how are you i'm great thanks nice to talk a little golf with you mike my pleasure now you made a really a fascinating point yesterday and i'll get to what's going on today with francesco because i got a lot of respect for him and he's an amazing player uh um the idea of the great robotic player like dustin johnson rom at this stage uh even kepka a little bit versus the autistic player who has to come out at Augusta to scramble like Seve did years ago, like Phil does so well, and how those guys, even a Dustin Johnson, has to be able to handle those couple of moments. Otherwise, the, the, you know, you wind up with a triple bogey on this course. That's a fa- I thought that's a fascinating point, and I don't think people pay attention to that part of Augusta. Well, there's two basic type of players that have won at Augusta, and there's a blend of the two. Uh, that would be Tiger Woods. But basically, it's a tactician like Hogan and Nicholas who made very few mistakes and were in such complete control that nobody could compete with them. But then there's the, the scrambler, uh, the Tom Watson, the Seve Ballesteros, the Phil Mickelson, Jose Maria Alzabal, and Tiger Woods. Uh, that type of player, uh, you, you need to have elements of both because Augusta National is – uh, it's, it's, a, it's a course that's about angles, and it's a course that, that makes you suffer when you make a, a, a poor shot, and you have to be able to recover. And the point I was making was in reference to the fact that the last 22 years combined, the winners have only had combined four double bogeys. Amazing. Essentially, if you make a double bogey, it's not so much the arithmetic of the double bogey, which obviously sets you back two shots. It's what it says about your game that week and your decision-making. If you get on the wrong side, obviously, if you're in the, if you're completely out of position, um, well, it says something about your your skill that week. It says something about your decision making, and if you can't recover, it says a lot about your nerves. The thing about Dustin Johnson is he he is, you know, arguably the most talented player in the world, but when he comes to Augusta National, he's used to beating golf courses up, and he hasn't been able to escape a week without two sometimes three really big mistakes. Uh, he's made in eight trips, 16 double bogeys, a triple bogey. You know, these are just too big of mistakes because the, the, eventually the winner is the guy who, yeah, he's bold, but he's got great nerve and he doesn't make those big mistakes. Yeah, great point. And and Johnson, who just overpowers the fives, I mean, it's just unbelievably, just went to six under. Day is now seven under. Molinari, seven under. And Molinari's a guy that America doesn't pay enough attention to because he is a enormous. Now, we've seen him win last year the Open. We've seen him win this year when he posted that 64 on the last day and won at Bay Hill. Uh, he 
we don't see that much of him, but he is as steady as a rock. I can see him being very tough on the front of a tournament. Yeah, he's a player who's completely remade himself. Uh, he was always uh, a very good ball striker and a poor putter. He was never what I'd say an elite ball striker. He's become an elite ball striker and one of the better putters. And you put those two together, well, okay. Now then, now then you're a completely different player. You've taken your game to a, an unimaginable level. I mean, that's what every player dreams of being. I was very curious to watch Francesco come in this week. I, I said it in the early run-up coverage because he comes in here for the first time ever a threat on the greens. And the combination of his ability to work his way around a golf course and hit high fades off draw lives, that's very important at Augusta National. Uh, it's it's formidable. So, you know, I am I'm I'm a little bit surprised that he's at the top of the leaderboard right now, but not not hugely so. Uh, he has done such a great job today of being on the right side of the fairway to a left pin and being on the left side of the fairway to a right pin and then keeping it underneath that pin. He did a beautiful job of that today. I'm going to talk about it tonight in our show. I'll use examples of how he kept himself beneath the hole so he could be aggressive on his putts. Uh, he's going to be great. He's going to be great fun to watch. He couldn't be any more different than Jason Day, who's the top. Again, in Francesco, you have a tactician. In Jason Day, you have a scrambler, and he's he's maybe the best scrambler over the last five. He's good around the green. Before. You don't love him. You don't love him tee the green, but you love him around the green, right? No, that's right. He he, you know, he's one of the very few players that could could have an off week with his irons and still contend at Augusta because. He's just a magician. He's Sevy-esque around the greens. Yeah, I tell you, and he is red hot right now. And this is going to be unbelievable because uh, for some reason, guys who lead aren't great the second day. And today, I was worried about Kepka because it's funny. I heard you talking about Kepka early in the week who hadn't played a lot. You know, I watched him at uh, I watched him at the Honda where he was almost in the playoff and then Mitchell won at the last minute, hit the, hit the 15-foot putt, and they didn't have the playoff with him and Fowler. He's been a great player in the in the majors the last couple of years. And then there was this whole thing about his weight. And then yesterday, he looked dominant. I mean, he was scary yesterday. He did. He looked fabulous yesterday. You know, just you know, on the whole, uh, I, I've looked at his results here. He's trended in the right direction. What I found shocking to me was that he had lost all this weight uh, in preparation for the ESPN um, uh, well, it's a, it's an athletic shoot. I mean, I think they're all naked when they take right, pictures. Right, yeah, the magazine. So yeah, he, he's lost all his weight for that, and as he did, the nuance of his game slightly deteriorated. He was nowhere good, near as good around the greens. He was nowhere near as good lag putting. I felt like that was pretty reckless, and I thought through the week it would show up. Uh, look, he played brilliantly yesterday, but today he's missed a number of shots to the left. He's three-putted a couple of times, and as a result, he's no longer on top of the leaderboard. I mean, he's certainly still in a very good position, um, but uh, but he's made a few big mistakes today. You know, everybody raved, and I'm not the biggest Rory guy, okay? Everyone raved about Rory all week on the golf channel, and I understand why, the way he's played this year. But I keep thinking to myself, <laughs> hey, until I see Rory come here and putt these greens with confidence, I'm not buying. And then yesterday I watched him where he, again, so many times couldn't make that six-footer, couldn't make that seven-footer. And then today I see him right now. He's over, he, he's over for the day. He's plus one for the day today. He's plus two for the tournament. He's sitting right on the cut line. And, you know, everybody expected so much. What are you seeing from Rory right now? 
Well, you know, last year everybody remembers two shots from Roy, really. They remember the drive on one on Sunday, and they remember the putt that he missed the on putt, number yep. two. The short okay? putt, yep. And yep. so from that, they just assume that he putted poorly. Only one player in the field last year putted better than Rory McIlroy, and that was Patrick Reed. Only one. And Patrick Reed had an unprecedented, unprecedented week on the greens last year. I mean, maybe nobody's ever putted that well. So that's how well Rory putted these greens last year. And he is this year putting better than he's ever putted in his life. Yesterday, I think if, if I were, if I think if Rory were sitting next to me, I think yesterday was more about what was going on between his ears than anything else. I think the, the pressure of trying to complete the career grand slam, the build up to it, none of the five previous players who completed the career grand slam would have had I mean, they would have had virtually no pressure. I have gone back and I've looked at all the press clippings of all their run-up to the major championships where they completed the career Grand Slam. Nary a word was written about them trying to complete the career Grand Slam. Nothing. Nothing. Even Jack Nicklaus said it wasn't even a thought. Nobody talked to them about it. And there is nobody that doesn't talk about this with Rory. It's all over social media. Every time he walks into a, a media room, it's the first, second, or third question he gets. So I do believe that it's it's a bit of a hurdle that he's going to have to figure out how to get over. Interesting. Uh, and and obviously he's got a hurdle now in this tournament. Right now where we're sitting, we're talking with Brandon Assembly, as we get ready, people driving home, getting ready for the weekend, you got a, a stack, you always have a stack leaderboard at Augusta. We know that. So you got a stack leaderboard. You got basically a who's who from Rahm at five to Mickelson at five to Kepka at six to Johnson at six to Day at seven, Molinari at seven. You can go back to two and three, and you got Tiger Woods, and we can go down the line. How how many strokes? To I mean, minus two, minus one. How far back do you think you can be right now and still win this tournament? Can you be even par right now and still win this tournament? History says. After the second round, the last 22 years, the eventual winner was in third place. After the second round, wow, third place. So Augusta National very quickly eliminates those um, that have no chance. I mean, Augusta National asks a very specific set of skills to be accomplished. You have to be able to work the ball right to left off the tee, and you have to be able to hit high cuts off hook lies. If you can't do that, you really don't have any chance. And that's what Molinari can do. That's what John Rahm can do. Uh, I'm curious to watch Dustin Johnson. You know, I, I, I again, I mean, it would surprise nobody if he won. No. Nope. Uh, but I'm, you know, again, he has that beautiful high cut up a hook line. And he has that beautiful fade, but he doesn't quite have the draw. So he has to take a different tack on, the say, the 13th hole. The 13th hole today, he tried to take it over the trees, clattered around in the trees. Um, you know, and 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 the same thing with Brooks Kepka. They have to they have to risk a little danger because they're not easily able to go to the draw and sweep it around the corner. They have to challenge the corner. So you know they could do it. Certainly they have the length, but I'll be curious. I mean the uh, the golf course is so well designed. It asks fluidity all the way through uh, the bag to play well here. Let me get to two guys, uh, both fascinating stories. One, of course, is the obligatory. Tiger just got his, got into red for the day on six, so he's one under. He's three under for the tournament. Where is Tiger's game, and where do you see him right now sitting four strokes off the lead? Well, he hasn't 
he hasn't putted poorly this year at all. He's better than average uh, for a tour, but the worst he's ever been. And it was visible yesterday. He missed short putts three in a row on the front nine, and that's the reason he wasn't amongst the leaders. He's well-positioned, tied for 11th, two under par. Uh, he still has every facet of the game. And hit the ball uh, pretty well yesterday. He did. You know, yeah. he didn't drive it great. No. Uh, you know, he, he, he hit some cool shots. He hit the beautiful cutoff one and the draw on two. So I thought, okay, there you go. He's got both those shots. But as the day wore on, he became a little less precise off of the tee. Um, and it was a solid round. It wouldn't, it, Tiger's going to be there on Sunday. He will be contending. He will be, he will flirt. He will, he will flirt with the biggest story in golf this year that he's going to win his 15th major. It's going to be wonderful to watch him because he still has the iron game. He's, you know, one of a few players out there with the ability to hit all the shots at Augusta National and the scrambling skills. So it'll come down to his putter. Will his putter hold up? Will he make the clutch five-footer at 15 for birdie? Will he be able to two-putt 16 if he gets on the wrong side? And that's what he hasn't been able to do so well this year. And that's why he won't be able to run off and hide from the leaders if he gets really going well. All right, this guy and another guy, and we're talking about Brandel Chambly, of course, of the Golf Channel, and those guys do a great job. Check them out. You can put them on at 7 at night. You can put them on at 7 in the morning. You can put them on any time, 9 at night. They're there all the time during the Masters. Um, Spieth looked awful yesterday. He's looked awful all year. He's been brilliant at Augusta, and now he's four under after just coming off 15. He's birdied the last two holes. He's minus one for the tournament. He's a guy who likes to, you can tell when he's getting his engine revved up. I haven't seen him yet today, but I'm, I'm figuring he's got his engine a little revved up right now. He's hit red, number, red numbers. Uh, is he remotely in it right now, six strokes off the lead? Well, I, I guess from an arithmetic standpoint, you could say yes, but historically no uh he came in here almost dead last in driving accuracy he drove it awful yesterday and that's why he didn't put a good number on the board uh he's still hitting his irons really well i just watched him hit a fabulous iron to a tap in uh just before i came out and talked to you so the irons are still there but in the end he'll miss the odd shot here or there that will keep him from moving far enough up the leaderboard to put any pressure on those that have a chance to win how about uh, how about Justin Thomas and where he is right now? Well, I like Justin Thomas uh, coming in here. I would I know you did. probably uh, the, the third or fourth favorite. He has everything. He's absolutely he's he's amazing. And I've watched him chip in twice today. He's moving up the leaderboard. He got off to kind of a weird start yesterday as well. He shot seventy three. Tita Green. He's a heck of a player. He really is. Oh, he's, he's amazing. I just I, I marvel at Justin Thomas. I really do. I I. I I try to I try to govern myself a little bit when I'm talking about him because I think he's capable of of being one of the best players ever when I watch him. Uh, so I, you know, I, I'm not supposed to pull for anybody, but I just love watching him play golf. So I, I, it, it would not surprise me if he were in the top five come Sunday. Is Rama the new Seve? Will he be that kind of player? <laughs> well, he doesn't quite have the scrambling skills of Seve. He's like an amalgam of the three other Spaniards that have won. He's got a lot of talent, a lot of talent. He He drives it, you know, as well as Sergio did. He's streaky with his irons like Jose, and he's brash and and has the bravado of Seve. So he's he's terrific. I mean, he's 20, what is he, 23, 24. He, uh, you know, he'll win multiple major championships. He's he's just that good. And, and you know, look, there were probably five players that everybody was looking for to win this week. Rory. Rose, Thomas, Rom, 
and maybe after that it gets a little, you know, pick them. Maybe Fowler, but those were the four heavy favorites coming into this week. Tomorrow's moving day, and it's going to be quite a day. You got basically right now about 15 of the best golfers in the world within three or four strokes of the lead here. So you couldn't have better. Uh, does can Phil win this in your mind? Can he put together four rounds right now, or no. is that asking too much? No, no, he could. He absolutely could. You know, he still he still hits it all over the place, but he hits so many great shots. Uh, he has such belief. He's this such an a fun to player to watch. You know, he's so, he's he so different. He's so you wonder why the fans love him. They love him because his game is exciting. It's not a boring it game. It's an exciting it, game. It is very exciting. Uh, you know, this golf course was designed for Phil specific. I mean, not specifically, but for the type of player that Phil is. Bold. Right and artistic, who can hit it high, work it any direction, who's a genius around the greens. I, I don't, you know, I look at Phil, and I've, I've said this for years. I think he has, I think it's inevitable that he will be the oldest major champion. I really do. I, really? That's a 51-year-old record that Julius Burroughs set in 1968, and this is the best place for Phil to do it. Um, I, I just think he, he has the, he's picked up the club head speed this year. I don't know how he did that. That's right. amazing to me. And he just has this uh, this sense of history, and I and he wants to. He's a show off, and he wants to show off, and that is, I promise you, that is his highest goal is to become the oldest major champion of all time. His focus is is incandescent right now towards winning a major championship. He hasn't lost his he hasn't lost his edge or his love of playing. You can see that, you know, he really he, lo- he loves to play. Speed. He loves to play. <laughs> Yeah. Right. This is Nolan Ryan late in his career. That's a good point. Mile an hour heat, you know? it's, it's amazing that his club head speed is that good at this age, right? Well, if you look at any other player, 46, 47 years of age, their club head speed is in pretty rapid decline. It, 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 if it was 120, it goes to 118 and then to 116. And by the time you get to 116 club head speed, you're just a little better than average. And, and Mickelson's was 114. And then it went to 116. And then it went to 121 miles an hour. I mean, this is, you talk about Ponce de Leon stuff here. <laughs> it's, it's great stuff. All right, Brandon, who, right now I'll give you a reshuffle of the deck. Who, who do you think right now, considering where the whole thing lays right now, uh, who do you think wins it? Uh, Rom or Molinari. Uh, you know, Molinari is, is, has become um, Hogan-esque. Uh, he's a Mullen. he's a he's a good front runner. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He really doesn't. He doesn't. And he he unlike any other player today. I'm looking. I'm thinking of another player who comes even close to to having his ability to have. It's one thing to go out there and say, "Well, I'm going to try to hit it on the right side of the fairway to get to a left." Yeah. No, very few players have that control. Uh, that that's that's Hogan esque type of. Not control. one bogey on the card today. Five birdies, no bogeys. That's right. And and look, if you go through it, and the the, the app the the, the app the Masters has, you can go through his round shot by shot. Yep. I, I'd like to tell you, tell your audience to get out there and do it. You you won't believe how often he puts it on the right side of the fairway for the whole location, and then keeps it underneath the hole. And it it's you know he gets lost in the wash because you know we didn't get to see all of his round played. But it is digital delight. Trust me, if you go through it, you're like this is this is what Hogan rounds would have looked like. Uh, it's just so beautiful, and I. I can't wait to sort of share that with our audience tonight. If Kepka goes out there today and he finishes up even par, he's got two holes left. You fe- think he feels like 
I, I did fine today by shooting even par and being one stroke off the lead. Do you think he feels comfortable with it and, and content with that, or does he feel like he lost an opportunity? No, no, absolutely. He'll uh, he'll be tickled pink uh, if he can get it back to even par and be be right there in one of the next to last groups. You know, again, he can hit you know almost every single shot he needs to hit around here. What what's going to happen is like you know on two and on thirteen where he has to draw it. Can he make his way around those holes off of the tee? He double bogey two today. He clanked it up in the trees at, at thirteen today. Um, so those are pivotal shots for him. And then can he two putt from a long distance away? Because he's had uh, a, a, an awful year this year with lag putting. So those will be two factors to watch Brooks Kepka over the weekend. I didn't mention two guys who I should at least mention just to give him credit. Oosterhuizen and Poulter are both right there. Either one of them. Now Poulter, we just think of as an old guy who just plays the just plays great there in the Ryder Cup. But he's a dangerous player. Well, Poulter's better, first of all, than most people give him credit for. Uh, they, you know, they think he's a, a Ryder Cup specialist, but right. he's he's a much better player when you look into his record. He has n- a number of top tens in major championships, pretty close calls, won all over the world. And uh, this golf course, again, he's a fabulous scrambler, and he hits the ball so high here. He and Tiger Woods have hit the most greens here since I've been looking. Really? Tiger hit 59 greens one year, and Ian Poulter hit 59 greens one year. I mean, it's 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 so hard here to hit 50 greens. Very few players do it in a week, 51 greens. But he hit 59 greens in regulation here. You know, I mean, only missing 13 greens for the entire week. That's Tiger stuff, and Ian Poulter has done it on this golf course. So this course and the Ryder Cup bring the best out in, in Ian Poulter. Let me put this together for me, Brandon, right now. Right now, the best driver of the ball, pure driver of the ball in the game, in your mind, is who? Just straight Rory. Up. Rory? Okay. Yeah, Who's the Rory. best iron player? It's just pure iron player right now. Henrik Stenson. And who's the best? I mean, Phil with the wedge, okay, but who's the best putter? The best putter, probably Greg Chalmers or Jason Day or Luke okay. Donald. Okay, still Luke Donald. Okay, always very good. And and uh, Snedeker's always a good one too, right? He's still a good one, right? Snedeker's fabulous. He's absolutely yeah. – Steve Stricker would be in that conversation. Stricker was good too, was very good too, absolutely. So yeah. so you would say Day was, though, of the big players, you think Day's the best putter, right? Well, he's the best putter, and he's right there. I mean, the, the, the Ben Hogan of chipping is, you know, Jim Furyk, Jason Day, Luke Donald. Uh, but Jason Day is right there. Interesting. Thanks very much. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be watching you. Thanks, Brandon. You very bet. Much. Always Thank nice you. talking to you. My Take pleasure. Brandon Chambly does a great job on the Golf Channel. There you go. Let me get you up to date because it's, it's changed as we've spoken. Molinari, who I said would come in and be seven under, he did. Once he finished the birdie holes, he just, bo- he just parred every hole. He today shot five under. He had no bogeys, five birdies. The guy's flawless. He hits it in the fairway. He hits it on the green. He knocks it in the cup. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Dangerous front runner. Wonderful player. Won the Open last year. Won Bay Hill this year. Very dangerous player. Day is five under today. Seven under for the tournament. Dustin Johnson, two under today. Six under for the tournament. He's got one hole to play. Kepka. Even today, six under for the tournament. Poulter, one under today, five under for the tournament. Mickelson is even today, five under for the tournament. Rama is two under already for the round. He's five under. Do not be surprised if Rama has the lead when this ends today because he's got a lot to play, and he's only through six holes, and he's already five under. Kucher's four under. Thomas threw his five under today, and he's four under for the tournament. 
Connors is four under. Harding is four under. Adam Scott is four under. Louis Oosterhuizen's four under. Um, Howe, Woodland, Woods, three under. So you have 25 guys, three under or better. Now let me give you a couple of name guys. Ricky Fowler's two under. Spieth has two holes to play. Spieth played terribly yesterday. He was three under, three over yesterday. He came back today. He's got two holes to play. He is uh, four under for the round. Okay, four under for the round, one under for the tournament. Cabrera Bella, who I took as one of my top ten guys, is two under for the day. He's now one under for the tournament. Um, Smith, who I took at 90-1 to to win it because he has my long shot, he's even for the day, two under for the tournament. Um, Bubba Watson, even both rounds, shot 72-72, which I, considering an eagle today, was disappointing he gave it back. But he's even for the tournament, which he's seven strokes off the lead. Is that too much to make up in two rounds? He'd have to have a big moving day tomorrow. And then Fleetwood's even, Leishman's even. Fitzpatrick today, was he was six un, over yesterday. He's five under for the round today, so he's now plus one. The other guy is uh, McElroy is even today, plus one. And Rose is one under today, two over for the tournament. Will make the cut. He's never missed the cut. The cut is right now at plus three. Grillo's plus three. Grace is plus three. Norin is plus three. Uh... Pepperell, the rookie, is plus two. Rose is plus two. Uh, they're going to make the cut right now. The cut is four year out, three year in. That's where it is right now. Now remember, it could change again because if it goes to if it goes the lead goes to eight, it could knock out some of the plus threes. You got to be careful. Got to be careful. You could you, you want to be plus two because you could get out. You could get knocked out of plus three. Like Rose right now is even for the day. He just bogeyed again. He must have just bogeyed 16. He did. He bogeyed 17. Rose, if he wants to be careful today, he better birdie 18 because if somebody puts up a minus eight, they could knock out those plus threes. Because uh, the 10-stroke rule is in effect because otherwise – you have 43 guys. You have you have 50 guys who are plus two or more. So that's more than enough players. So you got to be careful. If somebody goes to eight, they can knock out all those plus threes. And sitting there at plus three, uh, Grillo, Grace, Weir, Rose, Zach Johnson, Norin, uh, Keimer, all sitting there at plus three. You want to be careful with those plus threes. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.